Uh, I'm going to talk to you today uh, uh, from John chapter 2. And today is, as has been said multiple times, today is Mother's Day. We've honored our moms. Have you called your mom yet today? Have you? Don't do it right now, but you need to do it. Make sure you call your mom if she's not here, but you need to reach out to her. You need to tell her how much you love her. It, it, the day's not over, so you have some time. Uh, today is a very happy day for so many people because they take the time to really think about and appreciate and remember how, how great our moms are and how, many, uh, how, how much sacrifice and love uh, we have felt from our, uh, our moms. But today is not always a happy day for everybody, and I think we should remember that as well. You know, Mother's Day, for, for many people, is a reminder of sad times in their life. Maybe like Herb shared earlier, maybe you lost your mother. And so Mother's Day is not a happy day, although you're happy for mothers. But it, for you, it might not be a happy day. It might be a sad day because you remember your mom and you mourn the loss of your mother. For some people, uh, they've had a bad relationship with their mother. And they wish they had a good relationship with their mom and something they could celebrate. So for Mother's Day, it may not be a happy time. For some people, they may not even know their mother, may never have met their mother or don't remember their mother, or, or maybe it's a, a memory of a bad relationships. But I, I will say this, this is the beauty of the church. Because you see, in the church, people become like mothers for us, right? Now, nobody will ever take the place of your mother, ever. Your mother is your mother. But we do have women in the church who have become like mothers for us, like mothers. People who have loved us and looked over us and taken care of us and watched out for us and pulled us in when we needed that. And so I would encourage you, brothers and sisters, today, that if you have somebody in the church who's like a mother, to take today as well to go to them and to hug them and to say, I appreciate you and thank you for being like a mother to me in my life. Because that's what's amazing about the church. Today, today the uh, title of my lesson, the title of my lesson today is this, Moms Can Move God. Moms Can Move God. You know, through the years, moms have taught us a great number of things, haven't they? Right, haven't they thought, they've taught us a, 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 amazing things, things we didn't even realize they taught us. Moms taught us to appreciate a job well done by saying things like, if you're going to kill each other, do it outside, because I just got finished cleaning in here, right? You got to appreciate a job well done, right? Thank you. Moms taught us about religion growing up. Mom said things like, you better pray that comes out of the carpet, right? Moms taught us about logic, said things like, why? Because I said so, that's why, right? It's logic. Moms taught us about the power of irony. Keep laughing, and I'll give you something to cry about, remember? <laughs> Moms taught us about the science of osmosis. Shut your mouth and eat your dinner, all right? <laughs> Moms even taught us about contortionism. Will you look at the dirt on the back of your neck? You remember that? Yes. Moms taught us about endurance. You sit there until that spinach is finished, right? Endurance. Moms taught us about the weather. This room looks like a tornado went through it. Moms taught us about hypocrisy. If I've told you once, I've told you a million times, don't exaggerate, right? And the best of all, the best of all, moms have taught us about the circle of life. I brought you into this world, 
and I can take you out. So through the years, moms had taught us many, many things. And moms are easy to love, really. When you think about it, moms are easy to love for so many reasons, but mainly because moms are so sacrificial. A teacher gave her second graders a lesson on, on the magnet and all the things that the magnet can do. The next day, in a written test, she included this question. My name has six letters. The first one is M, and I pick things up. What am I? The teacher was astonished to find that almost 50% of her second graders answered the question, not with the word magnet, but with the word mother. Moms are easy to love because they're so sacrificial. Abraham Lincoln said, no man is poor who has a godly mother. There's an old Spanish proverb that says, an ounce of mother is worth a ton of priest. You see, we love our moms because moms are so easy for us to love. But you know what the Bible teaches about moms? Among many other things, one of the things the Bible teaches about mothers is that mothers can move God. Mothers, you have the power to move God. Let's, let me read to you from John chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. It says, On the third day a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that it had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who drew the water knew. Then he, came, he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine later, after the guests have, guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best until now. This... The first of his miraculous signs Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory and his disciples put his faith in him. This is an incredibly interesting little story. Right in the beginning of Jesus' ministry. It's not the beginning of his life, but it's the beginning of his ministry. And the Bible says this is the first miracle that Jesus does. Right? And so when you look at this, and you look at Jesus, of course, Jesus being the representation of God, when you look at this story about Jesus, and you really dig into it a little bit, you can learn some interesting things about God by looking at Jesus. Some of these things I'll preach on more and more at later days, but let me tell you a couple of them. First of all, you learn about the servant heart of God, right? The first miracle that God performs through Jesus, the first miracle is what? Some giant Broadway show with lights and fireworks? No. Providing refreshments at the party. 
That's the first miracle. It shows to you the servant heart of God. It shows to you the creativity of God. You know, Jesus could have just snapped his finger. Boom, wine just appeared. But instead, he looks around at what he has and he does something with it. He takes something very ordinary like these stone uh, containers and he does something extraordinary with it. That's the power of God. You also learn about the humility of God. You know, God didn't need to do something spectacular and something huge. God was okay doing something small that only a few people saw. What does that tell you about God? It tells you he's a pretty humble being. It shows you the humility of God. It even shows us the willingness of God. That God is willing to be persuaded. Jesus wasn't going to do anything about this, but he was persuaded and he changed his mind. That teaches us something about God. About the willingness of God to be able to change his plans for you. And change his plans for me. But one of the cool things, and this is what I want to talk about today briefly, is this. One of the things that we learn about God from this story is this. Moms can move God. This whole episode is prompted by whom? Jesus' mom. I mean, they're at a party, right? They run out of refreshments. And so Mary, Jesus' mom, goes to Jesus and volunteers Jesus to take care of it, right? That's what moms do with their kids all the time, right? Moms are always volunteering their kids. Oh, don't worry, my son will take care of it. Don't worry, my daughter will take care of it. One time, my family and I flew to Florida to visit my mom, where my mom lives. And we, got, we just got there. We just arrived. I mean, I walked in the door. My mom lives in this condo building uh, in Florida. And I walked into her condo, and I said, hey, mom great to see you. And my mom said, hey, I got a job for you. The neighbor, I mean, I just got there. The neighbor, I hadn't even set down my bed. The neighbor is moving his refrigerator and I told him you would help. A refrigerator. <laughs> Have you ever moved a refrigerator? They're not little things, right? And my mom was at the neighbor's right before I got there. I said, oh, my son will be here. He'll help you. And guess what I did? I didn't plan on it. It wasn't, I didn't arrive on vacation to move refrigerators, but guess what I did? I went and moved a refrigerator before I even unpacked my bags. Why? Because of my mom. That's what moms do. Moms get their, they volunteer their kids to do things, and that's the situation here. They're at a party, they're out of something to drink. And, and, Jesus, and Mary says, hey, don't worry about it. Jesus will take care of it. And even Jesus was like, well, well, hold on, dear woman. You know, this is not part of the plan. This is, my time has not come. This is not what we're going to do, right? This is not what's going to happen. But Mary just almost ignores him, right? She's like, yeah, 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 whatever. And looks at the servants and says, just do whatever he tells you to do. You can see Jesus going... All right, go get those stone pots. All right, you know, all of this prompted by a mom. The point is this, moms, you can move God. Your faith, moms, you can move God. 
This is a theme that goes all throughout the Bible. Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1 was a completely barren and childless woman. And she begged God and begged God and she moved God. And God gave her a son and he became the great prophet Samuel. Moms can move God. There was a widow and a mother in 1 Kings 17. She was poor and had nothing. In fact, when Elijah saw her, Elijah said, what are you doing? She said, I'm gathering sticks. I'm going to make a fire, cook the last little bit of food I have, and then we're going to die. That was her plan. That's what she said. And, he, and, and because of her faith, because she shared with Elijah, God took care of her. And she ended up having more food, and she didn't die. Later on, her son died. Her son died, and Elijah came in and raised her son from the dead. All of that was prompted by the faith of a mom. That's in uh, 1 Kings chapter 17. Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, is credited. His faith is credited by Paul, the great apostle. His faith is credited to whom? His mom and his grandmom. That's the power of a mom. And in Luke chapter 7, Jesus sees a woman crying because she had lost, she was a widow, and she just lost her child. And she didn't even say anything to Jesus. She didn't even say it. Jesus was just moved. He went over and raised the kid from the dead. That's the power of a mom. My point is this, moms, you can move God. You can move God. Now, am I trying to tell you that God shows favoritism? Is that what I'm trying? Am I saying that God loves some people more than other people? Of course I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is this, sometimes being a mom is tough. Sometimes it means being lonely. Sometimes it means being unlistened to. Sometimes it means being unappreciated. Sometimes it means being taken for granted. Sometimes it means being sacrificial. Sometimes it means hardworking. Sometimes it means even having gray hair. Right, moms? But sometimes a mom can feel useless and ineffective and afraid and worry. But moms, you can remember that the faith of a mother is a powerful thing. The faith of a mother can move God. Your kids may not listen to you, but your God will. Moms, you can move God. So moms, here's my question for you today as we close out our service together. What are you praying about? If you've got the ear of God, if you've got God's attention, if your faith can move God, moms, what are you praying about? What are you talking to God about? What do you bring before him day after day after day? What is your prayer life like? Children, whether they're in kid form or grown-up form, are not always the brightest creatures, right? Would, you, would we all agree? Okay, good. They don't always listen. They don't always think. And honestly, they don't always even care. But moms, you have one of the greatest advantages on your side, your faith. 
Use your faith. Use it. Bring your prayers before God. Moms move God. Listen, everybody listens to moms, don't they? Share a story in closing. Years ago, we used to live in Virginia, Virginia Beach. And my mom, got a Virginia Beach fan here. Good. My mom was coming to visit us one time. And she had never been to Virginia Beach. She'd never been to our house where we just moved. She'd never been to the church there. She'd never been to any. She was coming to visit us. And on the plane flying into Virginia Beach, she sat next to a young man. He was in the Navy, this young man. This young man um, was, he lived in Virginia Beach, but he was stationed in Chicago. And so every Monday he would fly to Chicago and work all week long and then fly back to Virginia Beach on the weekends. And he was, as my mom began to talk to him, found out that he was married, that his wife stayed home the, all week long, and she was pregnant with their first child. And so as my mom began to talk to this young man who was in the Navy, who's flying back home, she began to tell him, she said, listen, you need to go to church. Do you go to church? Well, no, ma'am, I don't go. You need to go to church. You need to go. Well, ma'am, no, no, but you need to go. My son goes to church. And you need to talk to my son. Now, mind you, my mom's never had been to Virginia. She, was, she hadn't even been there herself, hadn't been to church. She hadn't even seen our house. She was on her way, but she didn't care. She told this young man, you need to go to church. She goes, give me your phone number. <laughs> she gets this guy's phone number, right? She gets off the plane. Hey, I, I'm there to pick her up. Hey, mom, great to see you. She, first thing she says is, hey, I got a phone number for you. You need to call this guy. This guy, and she told me, he's in the Navy, he's gone all week long, he's married, young married guy, newly married, they got it, they're about to have their, he needs God, you need to get him to church, he needs to study the Bible. He's like, well, it's good to see you too, Mom. <laughs> Hugs. Hug. But you know what's crazy about that story? Other than the fact that a mom told somebody what to do, to complete, you know what's crazy? He listened. Me and a couple other guys, we ended up following up with that guy. Called him. Guess what he did? Came to church. Guess who he brought? His wife. Guess what happened? They studied the Bible. Guess what happened? They all both got baptized, became Christians. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. You know, but it started with what? It started with a mom. I'm just telling you, people listen to moms, don't they? People, it may not be your kids, right? <laughs> but they listen to somebody's mom. The point is this, moms, you got, you got a power that you forget about sometimes. You got a power that sometimes you may not even realize. What are you doing with that power? What are you praying about? Moms, you can move God. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you.